Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Roman Canziani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm delighted to be joined today by my team member, Olivier Maris, who has all the latest on the financial markets over the past hours, and Sifu Arnsen from Next Generation Research, who will give us an update on what's going on in the world of crypto. So let's get started. I'll hand over to you, Olivier, for the markets wrap. Please go ahead. Yes, thank you, Roman. Well, global shares are on course for a second weekly advance and on track for a seven-week high after yet another positive day yesterday. Major indices ended the trading session firmly in the green, with the S&P 500 up 1.21%. 10 out of 11 sectors were positive, with only telecom underperforming. Now, futures point to even more gains in the US, as Apple and Amazon's announcements spur further hopes that the tech industry can handle an economic slowdown. After their revenue beat estimates, Amazon jumped over 13% and extended trading, while Apple also advanced. Now, all this good news and positive performances come even after the U.S. economy contracted again in the second quarter of this year. Q2 GDP figures, announced yesterday, fell quarter-on-quarter by an annualized 0.9%. Analysts has expected slight growth of 0.4%. Now, one of the main reasons for the weak economy is, of course, high inflation, which is squeezing the wallets of many U.S. citizens and reducing their purchasing power. Again, the latest data shows a complicated job for the Federal Reserve to orchestrate a soft economic landing, as it has to increase interest rates to control inflation. On the back of the GDP figures, Treasuries stumbled, with two-year yields moving lower by 13 basis points and the 10-year yield dropping 11 basis points, near the lowest level since April. Now moving to Asia, the tone is somber over there after a downbeat economic growth assessment from China's top leaders contributed to the Dow regional mood. Adding to the distress are the lack of fresh stimulus plans from the China's Politburo meeting and the continued firm tone towards its COVID-0 strategy. This caused China tech shares to slide today and dragged Hong Kong towards a correction of more than 10% from a June high. The Hang Seng Tech Index is down over 4.5% today. And staying in Asia, according to a US official, U.S. President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping told aides to plan an in-person meeting during a call yesterday. If confirmed, it will be their first face-to-face exchange since Biden became president, and it will also be a sign that Xi plans to return to in-person diplomacy after not leaving China for more than two years due to COVID controls. Now, swiftly moving to commodities, oil is headed for the first weekly advance in a month after another period of choppy trading. The commodity is trading around 97 U.S. dollars a barrel. Gold is also moving higher since over a week now, trading above 1,750 US dollars an ounce. And in the digital asset space, with markets gently going into risk on mode, the majority of tokens are advancing. The largest Bitcoin breached the 24,000 US dollar level. So, with that, what can we expect for the day ahead? Well, European shares are set to rise, with US equity futures trading higher as well on positive earnings from Amazon and Apple. Expected data includes Euro area CPI as well as GDP from Spain, Austria, Italy, and Germany. France's GDP figures came in this morning, growing 0.5% quarter-on-quarter, better than expected. Exxon, Procter & Gamble, AstraZeneca, and Hermes are among companies reporting at the end of what was an extremely busy week for earnings. 
And with that, that's all from me. And I hand it back to you, Roman. Thank you very much, Olivier. Crypto assets have been pushing higher since their lows in June. I'm pleased to have Sifo on the show to lead us through the latest news flow. Please go ahead, Sifo. Yeah, thank you, Roman. And good morning to everyone from my side as well. You know, as Olivia mentioned before, we've seen a sort of risk on mood in financial markets over the last couple of days. You know, this really follows the comments from the U.S. Federal Reserve, um, which accompanied the recent 75 basis points rate hike, as well as the recent sort of not as bad as expected tech earnings. Now, this has fueled a slightly higher risk appetite amongst investors, resulting in, you know, more demand for risky assets such as crypto. Now, Olivia mentioned it before, Bitcoin broke through the sort of $24,000 threshold, while Ethereum managed to break above the $1.7,000 threshold. Now, total market capitalization breached the $1.1 trillion US dollar value once more, which really sort of indicated the sort of risk on mood and momentum fueling crypto. Now, you know, while price developments of digital assets remain quite volatile and, you know, in our opinion, will be likely um, strongly influenced by top-down macro factors in the near future, a much more sort of structural trend that remains top of mind for investors um, remains the sort of upcoming regulatory response uh, following the recent stablecoin shakedown and insolvency of several crypto-focused investment funds. Now, you know, one area of focus of the regulator historically has been on digital asset exchanges, where, you know, we as well as regulators identify them as being sort of crucial gatekeepers um, into and out of the world of digital assets. Now, you know, the regulatory attention had shifted towards stablecoin issuers and consumer protection in recent months, obviously, given the huge level of wealth destruction from the recent stablecoin shakedown. You know, recent developments in the United States seem to suggest that, you know, regulators have once more refocused their attention towards digital asset exchanges. Now, late last week, reports emerged that the Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, was investigating a leading exchange in the U.S. for the listing of unregistered securities on the platform. Now, you know, just for context here, the debate around whether digital assets should be sort of classified as a commodity or a security has actually been gone going for some time in the United States with, you know, the outcome having very practical implications on, you know, whether the regulatory oversight would be done by the SEC in the case that crypto is classified as a security. While, you know, on the other hand, if crypto would be classified as a commodity, digital assets would be subject to the Commodity Futures Trading or CFT um, framework of rules. Now, you know, ultimately, the outcome of this investigation remains uncertain. You know, we think this nonetheless reignites the debates around the appropriate classification of digital assets, um, specifically in the eyes of the regulator. And, you know, the outcome here could potentially set a very strong precedent on how digital assets will be legally viewed going forward. Now, with the recent loss from the stablecoin and decentralized finance-related activities, we you know, ultimately expect that regulators will seek to create a much more level playing field between you know, the two worlds, which are the sort of largely unregulated world of DeFi and the highly regulated world of traditional finance, which you know, we don't necessarily view as a negative. We take a slightly more constructive view that you know, this would be a development that ultimately instills trust and fosters more adoption of digital assets. That's all from my side. Back to you, Roman. Thank you very much, Sifo. 
Before we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast, let me tell you that the next episode will only be available on Tuesday due to a public holiday here in Switzerland on 1st of August. So thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. Have a great weekend and goodbye for now. You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives, or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.